0: Welcome to episode 123 of the Better With Running podcast and our last for the year. Um, thanks for joining us. Merry Christmas to all those um, that have sort of tuned in for, and followed us along for the year. I'm joined by my co-host, Zach and Newman. How are you, mate?
1: Good, mate. Yes, very much so. Merry Christmas to our listeners and those who are enjoying the, the festive season. And um, it is, can't believe it. Uh, we're recording this, actually recording this on Wednesday. The 28th of December. Yeah. That? <laughs> I had to think about that then and go, yeah, it is Wednesday. Yeah. Um, you know I was thinking but in my head when we, when I teed this up with you earlier, I was like, oh, let's jump on. And I was thinking we were going a day early. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'll knock this off early. But no, we're actually on the normal day. <laughs> no. I and mean, we had
0: spoken last week like that maybe we would get on during the day on the Tuesday. But um, yeah. that sort of. The last few days have been a bit of a blur. Into like, mate, I was that out of it. That on um, Christmas Day, I got a message from my brother, and we were just trying to tee up what time we'd go and meet at Dad's for lunch. And um, I a message back to him like, "Yeah, we should be there at twelve. Looking forward to watching the cricket with you." And um, <laughs> like, as we, we're both pretty big cricket fans, and we played a bit of cricket together anyway. He didn't reply, which is not unusual. That's fine. And got there, and um. I reckon we've been inside for about half an hour, and um, there was Christmas carols being replayed. I've tolerated this for long enough. I can go and get the remote, and I start flicking channels to try and find the cricket. And um, yeah, it just dawned on me that it was still Christmas Day, not Boxing Day, um, when the test starts. So, mate, I I couldn't even get my head around it being Christmas Day on on actual Christmas Day. So,
1: um, yeah, it gets like that this time of the year. Like, just, just yeah. All day mode, and you're just uh, and you're running like I'm running at completely different times. your routine's just out of whack. I know with planning this week for our athletes as coaches, it's um it's always an interesting time, particularly when you've got the Sunday being Christmas day. It's like, well, long run day. people mm. want to do the Saturday run. It's like a hard and fast rule. do you keep to the to the Sunday tradition or do you shift things around and give rest days? And you know it's um. Yeah, I know. Fortunately, I was, you know, I'm very much of the, of the ilk of just, you know, you, this is a good time to have some family time and be kind to yourself around not putting so many barriers up and so much pressure on yourself to get out the door. And I think largely, yeah, I know, yeah, there was a lot of people that still got out on Christmas Day, me included, but there was plenty that uh, had some other days off.
0: Yeah, and that's it. I think um, it's a perfect time for a down week. You know, yeah, do a bit of, you know, absorb all the work that you've been doing, have some extra rest days. Probably, you know, let's be fair, I would say most of us that run a fair bit have probably had a few diet alterations over the last week yeah. or two. Yeah. And I can certainly put my hand up as being one of those people. And um, yeah, it's good. You can just have, you know, eat some of the things that you don't normally eat have a bit of downtime. It's not like you're going to lose a heap of fitness. It just means that the next time you get out for a run, it might just be a little bit harder than normal, but mm. that's okay. I mean, so right, You can't be in peak. I mean, you're not in peak fitness 52 weeks of the year. I mean, you're we're not. Probably, no. You, know, you can't. No. And look, it's really only two or three weeks of the year when we are in absolute peak shape mm. and we taper down for races. So, yeah, enjoy this time of year. And if you're like me and if you can't figure out what day it is, then that's fine. There's no problem with that. <laughs>
1: It is. You, you've, you've hit the nail. No, it's a really good reset, you know, and the calendar s- suggests that we do a reset. You know, mm. we've hit the end of the year and it's a good time just to reflect. And And we'll jump into that a bit on this episode, mate. We've got some of the coaches giving us their reflections on the year. We hit we them do. up and said, Hey, what have you learned? What have you learned from your athletes? So we've got some pretty good answers there from some of the coaches. We're going to, uh, we'll, 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 Whisk through our weeks, and they were a bit. Um, I know you did a bit more than me, to be honest. I was um, playing golf and watching the cricket for most of my. <laughs> my <laughs> uh, let's be honest, not a lot of Strava activity. But uh, and then we're gonna finish the show off. We've got a very, very special guest, and uh, it feeds into our world record chat that we usually have every week. But we've got mm. an interview with a, a a legit world record holder, mm, and it's not Uncle Chen.
2: <laughs>
1: That's a Spoiler, yeah, it's, it's not time Uncle of the Jeff. year for him. Come um, <laughs> pretty hard around this time of the year. In full training block. Yeah. Oh, um dear. yeah, so we have got Akana's jumped on, given us some time. She was out in a out in Albury when we caught up. Mm. We had uh, a bit of a zoom chat and you'll hear the audio. It's um very nice background, you could see she's sitting on a buddy. Deck chair and just <laughs> loving life. Mate, Holbrook looks great this time of year.
0: But, um, yeah, no, it was a good chat. Plenty of laughs, a bit of lighthearted hearted stuff. Um, but, mate, she's, she's- 100, 131 days into it, um, which I know. Staggering, absolutely staggering. 24 days to go, but um, in good spirits, body's holding up well. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think we um about 40, 45 minutes we got to spend with our camera. It was great. Mm.
1: Talk about a ball of energy. Like we we get to the end of, you know, I went to the test the other day and I was like on the couch ready to go to bed at nine o'clock. And I'm thinking, I kinda just 130 odd marathons in a row, just absolute ball of energy. just she just a just bunny oh that's it and,
0: you know the saying before we we jumped on it and it's amazing that um you know that's that's probably tighter kind of you know she's run a marathon yeah. and then comes on and it was just so beautiful to talk to funny um, laughing along with us and bubbly and you mm. just imagine like imagine what she'd be like if she was fresh like <laughs> actually genuinely fresh yeah, yeah. so um no we, we're pretty we were pretty lucky honestly to um to get some time with her today, and yeah, it's good to see that she's going along really well.
1: It is, mate. It is. Well, yeah, definitely stick around for that. But uh, before we go there, Chris, your Christmas week. Yeah, let me bring that up. So, um, notice you still plugged into some K's, mate. You still uh, managed to get in a session there. Yeah, no. So we
0: um, it's Christmas week. So it was a regular, a regular sort of run week. To be honest mm. for the most part. Um, 76Ks for the week. Nice. Um, got a session in on a Thursday. So um, this is you know, say um, traditions. It's only the second, the second year that myself and Anna. Um, so Anna made up a fart like last year. Um, so it's my prompting I might add, because I thought, you yeah, know, this would be really good for her to a bit of thought into a session and um see what she can come up with and mm. um we did so and we couldn't think of a name so we just called it Anna oh, fartlek. i'm just
1: looking at strava now Anna a fartlek yeah we took that we took one of
0: the ends out of it so it's got a bit of an accent so we sort of call it, we'll call, it call it anna, anna. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah, yeah. she uh just for a bit of a, a giggle but um what it is so i'll open it up there's a few steps to it um there we go so um it's six minutes at 10K effort or six minutes at 10K effort with a 90 second jog, four minutes at 10K with 90 second jog and then two by two minutes at 5K have yeah. another 90 seconds and then one minute at 5K is 60 seconds jog and then two by 30 seconds at the end um, with 30 seconds recovery there. So all up it goes for 24 minutes and yeah, solid. Um, yeah and you probably look realistically those like 30 second efforts at the end are probably closer to 3K. So you get to I guess, settle in with a couple of longer reps at the start and then, um, you know, a couple of two minutes or one minute and a couple of 30 seconds to finish off. So we sort of um, decided that, yep, we'll, um, we'll always make, you know, while we run together, that'll be our last session before Christmas for um, a bit cool. of laughs and, um, you know, just have a bit of fun with it. So, yeah. yeah, no, it was good fun. So myself and and Anna ran ran the Anna fartlek and even Sammy got stuck in that Anna on... Um, on Strava, saying that he hopes one day he might be able to get a fartlek named after him. So, <laughs> list, l- listeners out there, if you've um, got yeah, a yeah. session coming up where you want to create create one named after Sammy, he would absolutely love that. So, two
1: uh, so, dog, um, dog fartlek.
0: Yeah, yeah no, yeah. Look, we're we're open to names. Um, so, you know, we can brainstorm a session and, and a name for Sammy because he'll um he'll absolutely love that. But um <laughs> yeah, so no, we, we did that and had had a lot of fun. Um, so I think I averaged. Oh, I think for the whole session, about, you know, 3.48, a bit over 6K and Anna was around 4-minute Ks um, for hers. So it was a pretty warm morning, if I'm being
1: honest. Yeah, so that was on so, the, yeah, okay, you were out at 6.10, but was it still, was it getting, getting going there weather-wise?
0: Yeah, it was. Like we warmed up at quarter to six and literally just looked at each other at the end of the warm-up and just had sweat running all off us and just knew yeah. straight away that, yeah, it's going to be um, a bit of a battle. <laughs> that morning mm. but um but yeah knocked over the session we had a lot of fun uh, it was awesome it's pretty cool that we get a, a chance to do stuff like that um mm. so and no, i knocked that one over and then uh, myself and anna we went and did our long run on saturday so i had an hour 40 uh, and anna did an hour and a half
1: and that we just put a christmas eve yeah yeah christmas yeah. eve
0: on the saturday um so for that one um and I did 60 minutes easy and then sort of 15 or what was supposed to be 15 minutes. And I guess, um, marathon effort, but if she was feeling good sort of was happy enough for her to keep it down to about half marathon. Um, so yeah, she held sort of four twenties, a low four twenties for that day. And yeah. And look, she was feeling that good that, um, when the 15 minutes were up, we just thought, oh, she asked if she could just sneak in an extra 90 seconds. So she could round that up to 4k (laughs) for the block, which I was thought, yeah, not that was fine so um yeah sort of so yeah 60 minutes at i guess in that sort of 450 to five minute range and then that sort of i guess 4k around low 420s and then half the battle when you know she was feeling really good so you come off the back of that and go right calm let's just take it real easy and and jog our way in but um and it was still pretty keen just to roll some sort of high 430s 440s so um yeah but we managed to to ease that back a bit, but no, it was nice. Like, so for me, with that bit of faster stuff in there, I end up doing a bit over 21k for an hour 40 and average sort of mid 440s, yeah. um, which for me is probably a bit of a quicker, yeah, the yeah. Run. They're a bit closer to sort of 450 to five minute k's on the longer run for me, but that felt really good. There was a bit of fatigue in the legs, and um, there may have been an afternoon nap uh, on
1: Christmas Eve, but um, <laughs> nothing wrong then, with that, mate. Um...
0: Nah. Oh, I love a nap mate
1: yeah. i'm a, big, I'm a yeah. big fan of a knack big fan. yeah yeah with the uh i got a I got a kangaroo in the um in this as one of the emojis in your title was there a sighting yeah no so we ran through the boats and um it's sort of it's pretty cool there's lots of feed
0: out there for them at the moment so um yeah there's, there's a couple of families of kangaroos just as we run, run through there and they just bop their little heads up just up over <laughs> the grass and then it's when you can see half the kangaroo starting out on the grass. That's a bit scary because yeah, yeah. that's one of the big, daddy ones, and um, they <laughs> will—they will mess you up. It's, oh yeah. Um, one of the members, yeah, one of the members of our runners club, Phil Healy. He's actually been on a um, an animals attack documentary because he got yeah. ripped ripped open by a kangaroo. Oh,
2: gee. Um,
0: like it actually did a real um, bad number on him. So, yeah. um, yeah, so that's his claim to fame. But yeah, we are—we're uh, pretty happy when they stay at the other side of the fence and just sort of give us a bit of a curious head nod. Yeah. <laughs> as we had an incident passed. up at
1: Listy the other week where yeah. we were, a kangaroo was ju- sort of jumping ahead of us, almost showing off toying with us and then went into the bushes. And then as we went, it sort of tried to turn back out and then got a bit startled with all of us and just sort of hemmed its way through. And um, yeah, clipped Dave P on the side and, um, yeah, just scurried off. But yeah, that was pretty Jeez. hectic. And we've had even at least we've had, uh, you know, Kiwi Steve was losing his mind because we had to just literally stop and wait for, for the kangaroo to, to move <laughs> off the path. Like you, we said to him, like you, you, you just have to let them do their thing. You can't. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, they are rule the roost there. Yeah, that's it.
0: You, yeah, I'd hate to, you know, because as cute as they look, you don't want to get up too close and startle yeah. it and. Otherwise, yeah, you might become a minor celebrity yourself. <laughs> and we don't want that. <laughs> Not, those Not that way. Yeah.
1: No, no, there's other ways.
0: There's, there's other ways. Particularly for Kiwi Steve. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. How about the soft images that uh, Anna's posted on her Strava? Oh, mate. Um, well, yeah, I'll tell you, like, we sort of definitely
0: embrace um, look good, feel good um, mm. with the team. So um, Anna's just thought, you know, you know what? Big fan of these socks. Going to just post a picture up there. And, you know, to be honest, um, we're pretty adamant that we're all yesterday's news on the Strava that no one really cares what we post. (laughs) And lo and behold, it's, you know, it's jagged 14 comments and it got to the point where she's like, I'm going to have to turn comments off. This is ridiculous.
1: Is he selling those socks? So just for the listeners, it's (laughs) uh, (laughs) it's not great, right? (laughs) Talking about images that you can't see, but the socks have uh, on the back, it says kick, kick up. And then mm-hmm. on the front, so you got a bit of pink and fluorescent yellow, and on the bottom of the front of the socks, or on them, says work hard, have fun. And then you got a bit of rocket emoji on there as well.
0: Yeah, is, yeah. So, um, design they're made by a company called In Silence. they're an Italian company and they predominantly make triathlon and cycling kit. Um, but that's okay, and that's probably why they're not real widespread amongst the running community because it's triathlon to cycling based <laughs> but they do um they do um, market their stuff as running socks as well and we stumbled on their stuff um you know i like just come up as a suggested page um on instagram and sort of like oh hello have a look at this yeah. and um yeah speak very highly of a lot of their sock designs so um you actually the pair of socks that i got you made they're from the same mm. company so um very 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 funky designs but um yeah and it was rather enamored with the socks that that she purchased and just <laughs> yeah. just popped a harmless picture on like, it certainly wasn't yeah. um, an instagram attention one it was very much just hey i like these this is what i read in today this is cool yeah. and um mate it just blew up so yeah broken Strava. yeah well she's worried that everyone's going to go out and buy a pair now she's sort of like that <laughs> these these are cool. No one else has really got them. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is a bit special, and oh, yeah. Um, yeah, now everyone knows about them. So, um, no, we had a bit of a laugh about that, but yeah, um, they do. They do make some pretty cool socks. Um, that's for sure. So,
1: yeah, and Christmas Day. Looks yeah, like a bit of a parkrun action, mate.
0: Yeah. So, um, Andy had sort of suggested that, given I want to do a 5k on the track in February, that would be a good idea if I actually had some sort of in <laughs> out um, before <Over> Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you know, over 5K, whether that be on the track or um you know, even a, a park run. So hadn't really put it in the program as such. Um it was sort of, there was no taper, but it was just kind of a good opportunity where I could go and do a low key run. Um, you know, and sort of that week between Christmas and New Year was going to be a bit lighter. So and I'd looked at it from a loading point where previously I would have done sessions on a Wednesday and a Saturday. And Mm. given that, you know, so all i have done is just kind of push them a bit back. So it was, you know, a session just on a Thursday and a Sunday There just happened to be a long run there the day before, which I'd argue for me is probably still, you know, the most important run of the week, that long run. So, you know what, it was good to have a hit out with heavy legs Mm. uh, and and just see, see what happens. So yeah, went along the park run and, Shit, it was hot.
1: (laughs) Um, Even though you know it's a workout, and you've you've you know it's Christmas Day, and all this, do you still get nervous towing the line?
0: Yeah, I was a bit. Only like I suppose. Look, when I got there, I was a bit flat. Mm. Um, Given like oh, it's hot, Mm. Yeah, I've got legs are heavy. Yeah, yeah. You know this time, the time that I run, I know it's not going to be anything special, but yeah. You know, but you're sort of also telling yourself, like it's not about that. You know, you need to go and have it hit out and you know, mm. put in a bit of an effort. You know, it's gonna be good because your body will be able to absorb it and you're gonna get fitter from it. And you know, just just go and do it and see what happens. And um then yeah, sort of funnily enough, um caught up with Anna's dad and then um and his sister came down so he said good day to her and having a chat to a few other people and like the sort of it Went from having about twenty or thirty people there at Parkrun, end up with just over a hundred, and they just—it's like they fall out of the trees with about five yeah. minutes to go. So mm. no, it was a bit of bit of atmosphere there, and caught up with some of our run to PV guys there. So Taryn had Taryn come down, and Chris and Chelsea were there, and um, yeah, so yeah, went and had a a bit of a dip, I suppose. End up running seventeen thirty nine um, for five k, which look, I reckon our all park runs 5k apparently but I reckon it is a little bit short um, so I reckon that's probably worth about 1750 um look it's I'd love to run quicker but all things considered I'm really happy with that and probably pleasantly surprised
2: yeah if
1: I'm being honest um it's certainly still, yeah it's still pretty got back to the nerves thing I mean it's still we've raced all of us have raced a lot and we we love running and we love putting ourselves our best versions forward but yeah it's just i don't think you're ever not going to toe the line and not care and not have nerves oh absolutely um you know and expectations on what you're going to do and how it's going to come out
0: yeah i mean that's the hardest i've pushed myself in a race Mm. um in terms of heart rate and intensity probably since gold coast in the half marathon like the marathon was hard yeah um but that was more i guess physically you know just muscle fatigue and you know the first half of that run felt pretty comfy then you know you're pretty stuffed by the end whereas um i've got my heart rate data here and um i was into so my heart rate hit 180 beats a minute at, you yeah. know just under three minutes into the run Mm-mm. so it got uncomfortable early
1: <laughs> yeah which is i'm um, sure why the andy said get out there and actually get in a race and go through that that those feels that you're going to cop when you when you get on the track
0: yeah it was a bit of the competitive spark comeback too um mm. there's a, a young kid um, who's a member of the runners club and he's he's a pretty decent runner um but i could sense he was getting a bit tired so huh. um with about, I guess, three or four hundred to go, I thought I was half a chance at catching him, so I put the foot down a little bit, and there was a bit of a, a finish sprint over the last fifty meters. And um, unfortunately, my footsteps aren't real light um, ah, no. <laughs> when the fatigue setting in, so he did hear me, and, um He hit me up. Out, yeah. Well, he pit me on the line, so I couldn't quite get around. He was smart. He pushed me wide at the, the finish shoot. You so did? i did. Ah, no, I wasn't close enough. I think. <laughs> um, but I was. He sort of. <laughs> Um, young Tom, Tom would be 16, 17. And yeah. um because I don't ever run at runners club training, I'll be honest, he probably doesn't even know that I can run. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just some old guy who turns yeah, yeah, up and yeah. blows the whistle and tells yeah. me for running too fast on the times we go and do an easy run. So yeah, um turned around and he sort of um, he finished and he was pretty exhausted, whereas I was sort of laughing and smiling a bit. Yeah. I, you know, I really enjoyed it, it was good. It's like, oh, you, you nearly caught me. I didn't know you were that fast. I'm like, oh <laughs> no, so I do run a little bit. So, <laughs> um, yeah, bit of a so, kickdown,
1: mate. 322 last K. Yeah, no, I got competitive.
0: Like, oh,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was nice. He was just gradually folding back to me a little bit. And I, thought, I might be half a chance here, and yeah, the probably the most pleasing thing about that last K was it actually pulled up pretty well from it because I guess I've got a bit of a nasty habit of. Um, when I try and run fast, every sort of muscle and fiber in my body, I, I put that into it and I probably throw the form out the window. So I'm a bit susceptible to, um, to hurting myself when I do that, but no, it was nice. and
1: I think oh. that's, you know, park runs are great for this. Like, you know, I know yeah. people use park run for so many different reasons, but I think for, for, for runners like yourself and me, who would, you know, we've got other races in plans and we're training and we're to utilize them as hit out some ways to get back and you know, find that competitive spirit again and, and push and get those feels at the end of a race. Cause yeah, it's it's vulnerable when you tow the line, regardless of, you know, you only because of what you put on yourself. Mm. You know, it's like, well, yeah, you could have just run, rolled it in at three thirty fives fives, you know, after 4K, but no, you something Triggered, and you thought, no, I'm going to keep pushing, you and I'm going to go outside the comfort zone and try and get this, the young buck. And I think that's good. Like it's, it's, and that's, yeah, it's a challenge because I know athletes I coach who sort of duck and weave from racing because they want to just keep building and they want to get to the line and want to be in perfect shape for it. But it's, it just doesn't work that way. You actually need to go through the motions of. Maybe being a little bit underdone, but this race will bring you forward. And yeah,
0: oh, that's it. And yeah. for me, what was really cool there, so coming away from it and think, shit, that was fun. Like the fire's still there.
2: Mm. And it's,
0: um, you know, it was a pretty cool feeling. So um, I'm really glad I did it. Like, yeah, look, I know it's probably not the smartest thing to go and do um, the day after a long run, but, you know, I, I actually, it wasn't a bad idea just to carry a bit of fatigue and go and do it and you know i think um i'm glad i did it so that i do have a hit out under my under my belt before the the 5k where are we 10th of feb so you know have a look at it i've still got another 44 days to hopefully get a bit fitter. but um nah like it was it was fun and i enjoyed it and um yeah, look, I think there'll be some adaptions for the body to make. Like, it was funny, um, just going for a bit of a jog on Boxing Day and admittedly I'd had a big day of food yeah. <laughs> on Christmas Day. So I was feeling a bit heavy and, and pretty fatigued. But, um, yeah, just sort of that treated that as a nice recovery jog and then, you know, back into doing some hills yesterday and feeling good about everything. So, um, yeah, no,
1: I'm, I'm up and about, mate. Mm. Good to hear, mate. That's um a good time to, you know, obviously uh, get to the end of the year and then you've got that race coming up and yeah, it just bodes well for the, for the big 2023, mate. Yeah, no, hopefully, fingers crossed anyway.
0: We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, you know, what about yourself? What did you get up to? A bit of a quieter week in the lead up to Christmas? It
1: yeah, was. Well, Al was pretty kind. He said just let's let's just enjoy the week and get through it, run some K's, but no sessions. Uh, knew that. Uh, how I was finishing work up, so just you know what it's like—the end of the end of that rush comes in, and you almost fatigue sets in. It's like your body starts to body and mind just goes, "Well, I'm I'm ready. I'm almost there for the break." And you take this massive sort of breath. And you're like, yeah, I'm actually tired now. You know, (laughs) like you're kind of going on adrenaline. You're going, going, going. And then it's like, oh, okay. And then you just relax a bit. And it's like, yeah, I actually don't have much more energy. I've had a a big year and I'm happy just to to sort of wind it back and have have a down week and, you know, do some general sessions. So, yeah, I was just easy running all week. Uh, Nothing too exciting. I had a, uh, I think I had a day off on... Oh, Christmas Eve. I think I had off. So yeah, I played golf on the 23rd. So I had a long day. I had a very long day. So I ran it, well, eight o'clock. So not long, not early, but um, knocked out a run. And then I was on the road down to the peninsula to play golf. And that knocked me about just um <laughs> in the sun out there for a long time because I was hitting the ball in every direction. So yeah. They they put strava on that mate. I should have put another got a second run out of that. I would have locked <laughs> up a few And then there that sort yeah. of uh that transcended to a few um a few celebratory maybe drowning sorrows in the clubhouse and then um basically rendered the, the day off for the next day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> an RDO. And then I was back for Christmas Day and out the door early before heading to some sort of family festivities. So I was out at 7.56, so an early run for me. Cool. And solo because, yeah, Al was out, a um, couple of other guys, yeah, everyone was in different directions, and it was just easier to, to sort of knock it out from home. Uh, managed to get – I didn't quite nail the loop. I thought my loop was going to be – bang on 90 minutes that uh, got back and it was an hour 19. And I actually got rolling a bit the second half of it. Like I ran 4.24s for 80 minutes. So that's a bit on the flat. That's probably about standard, I guess, for my Sunday run. But then solo, you never know. Cause well, I, know I particularly, because I run nearly every, every time <laughs> my long runs with people. So I'm kind of gauging off other people's effort or yeah. the groups sort of effort. And uh, so yeah, back after it was like a, I was sixteen k. It was a four oh six. I don't know what happened there, but uh just got rolling. Yeah. Got rolling. <laughs> Probably just thought, you know I started to think about the Christmas turkey and all the rest of it. So i tried to, to get back, and then yeah. yeah, as I got back, I'm like, oh, I'm actually, at, I'm actually gonna be about ten minutes early, and I got to the top. Oh, you know what? Stuff it. I'm just gonna roll it in. Like I'm done. <laughs> uh, in my head, I'd sort of had this loop, and I didn't want to just um. Yeah, tack on, and that's all right. Yeah, it's funny the mental games that still plays with you, even at, even though you know I probably class myself as not as dialed in as I have been in training. Yeah, like you know I've trained for BWAs, like three Lake BWAs, which were in March traditionally, so that's always meant through December, Jan. You're doing big load, and you, you know I was, all, I was going up to um up to Falls Creek um Boxing Day, so you know, it was a big build, and I was always like thinking through that Christmas period, you can't really let your hair down, and you, yeah, you, know, you wouldn't. I would never do that if I was in a marathon block, but yeah. I, you know, obviously, yeah, you, you have these these internal debates with yourself, even when you're finishing like 10 minutes. And it's it's really silly in the grand scheme of things. But I think it's just ingrained in us as runners. It's like, oh you know, am I taking a shortcut here? And then you're <laughs> you're weighing things up and then it's like, well it's 10 minutes of running like <laughs> yeah. the course of a week like, like you know it's 2K like what's what is that going to mean? You, you might make up 2K the next week, whatever. But it's it is it it, it happens and it's uh, I understand that that happens with athletes that we coach and people out there that yeah and I think that's a a message we'll probably we'll go into shortly about some of the the chat we had with our coaches about what they have learned with their athletes as yeah we probably can be a little bit kinder to ourselves around particularly around this year but also throughout the year when it's like well yes okay it's there is a time to really stick to the program and the time and and push on, but then there's other times where it's like, look, just if you you're done, you're done. You know, <laughs> it's 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 yeah, it's, it's a really interesting one.
2: Mm.
1: But, um, yeah, so that was me. I think uh, I still had eighty-two k. I think for the week, uh, that's
0: solid enough though, because you sort of like you've been running so that ninety to hundred
1: yeah, Most yeah of like, the time so it's really only
0: a 10% drop in what you've been doing
1: yeah that's uh, there's a rest day in there and that long run's you know like i said 10 15 minutes shorter but not bad and not some um, no session you know so you're just running easy and there's a lot of just chilled out runs and enjoying yeah just a bit of banter and you're just cruising around and back into it this week i'll um i'll actually do a mini session or well, do a fart leg tomorrow so yep. Fun just to, whilst it's nice to have the downtime and do the easy runs, that still comes back to you where you're like, I want to actually do something different. I want to spin legs or push myself again. I don't think we sort of escape from from that feeling of pushing ourselves. Mm. Like, I, I couldn't go. Look, I've had an injury or or something. I had to run. For Four weeks, and they just said, "Just go run forty minutes a day." You know, it sort of do my head in a bit. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> like understandable. I need, I need to get the blood flowing and push myself a bit. So, yeah, we'll do that tomorrow, and that'll uh, lead into the new year. And yeah, sort of get get back going and start setting some goals for the next year. Well, sounds good, mate. Is there anything
0: sort of booked in in that sort of first quarter of the year that you're gonna have a go at, or just sort of see how the body feels and
1: See how the body feels, I think. Uh, I'd like to to definitely, you know, even just pencil in a couple of hit outs, even a park run, even a... Uh, the track doesn't excite me enough, but uh, I don't know. I'll have a look at it. Maybe I should get on to a 5K and, and push myself to do a five. Otherwise, look for some fun runs, look for something, uh, you know, and then you, you you start to look towards winter. You know, you get through January which we know goes pretty quick mm. um, with a bit of holidays and some, some runs. And then we're at Feb, March, you start to talk winter and well, XR and run for the kids and, you know, other fun runs that sort of pop up before that. So it, mm. it'll, it comes around pretty quickly. So it'd be nice to have a nice, a, a run in of you know, three months of a hundred to 120 K weeks of you know, yeah. two sessions. And then I know I can have a good swing at winter Knees in good shape, and and probably need to, you know, I can maybe just push that along a bit, so I can really let loose in the second half of the year and, and get some mileage up beyond that one hundred and twenty mark, and see what I can mm. do.
0: Yeah, re- really put a couple of really strong blocks together.
1: Yeah, and and I think I'm in a in a you know mentally and physically in a position where I can this year or you know twenty twenty three uh, actually go. Yeah, I'm gonna push outside the comfort zone a little bit because whilst it's been nice to sit in that 80 to 100 I've enjoyed that what that has offered me in terms of you know flexibility and less yeah being a bit fresher uh, there's still that burning desire to go well yeah there's still a bit more there I could still push a bit more and, and get a little bit more out of myself so yeah we'll see mate we will see that's uh, so right. Watch this space. I'm looking forward to it, actually. It mm, should be fun, mate. i got to get a level up so I can take you down and uh, XCR. I <laughs> want well, no. to be out the back of that whiner and, uh, yeah, <laughs> grunting away, trying to knock you off.
0: <laughs> oh No, mate, I, think, um, I reckon you were just being kind to me last year. Being my first year at XCR, I reckon if you have a couple of good blocks the closest I'll see you, mate, is when we stand together at the start line and see, have a look around and see what shoes everyone's got on and then that'll be it. I won't see you until we get to the finish and you'll, you'll have already had a drink, I reckon, by the time I get to the finish line. So
1: anyway. No, yeah, I think it's good as your last race, mate, and I probably didn't have enough drinks in that one, so. <laughs> no, well, that is, that is very true and
0: technically, I guess, at the wellness run, I did beat you, so. Yeah,
1: yeah, one zip, um, one zip. <laughs> yeah um mate let's let's jump into this for a little bit so andy lane runs B athlete coached by chris chris o'neill yeah he, he asked a uh, sort of a, a listener question type maybe a segment that we're going to attack we're not mm-hmm. he was requesting that we heard from some of the coaches about what they've learned as athletes or as coaches and we did reach out to a few out we're going to touch on ours but we've had a few that have come back to us. We might, uh, we might even go into next week if we get a couple more that come through. Because I know mm-hmm. a few of the guys have been on breaks and everything. But just on that, yeah. So I'll give you mine, and it's around. I'm sort of focusing on as a coach what I've learned through my athletes and through my learnings, or through. through what I've seen and what I've observed over the years and particularly this year and and it's a pretty big theme I guess that we've we've touched on a number of times on the podcast but getting my takeaway I guess from this year coaching has been that we really shouldn't our athletes shouldn't get caught up with this perfection and to sort of waiting for everything to align, to get all the right conditions for a workout or for everything to be in place so I can nail that one week. You know, I always talk about week on week, month on month and, you know, that end goal of a marathon in three months and not getting too caught up in, well, I'm having a rough week and this workout's gone just shocking because i'm stressed with work and life's and oh that's just going to ruin the block like my three months you know there's, there's no point in me racing in three months because i've ruined this workout and i think it's really important and i try to drum this in all the time that yeah it is not just one workout and it's all about that consistency over time and I know it's cliche about just showing up and, and all the rest of it, but the athletes that I've had the most seen, the most success is that they've just chipped away week in, week out, and they haven't haven't shied away from, you know, they've had a bad workout and they've just moved on to the next one, you know, and, and often you have a bad workout on a Tuesday. It's like, well, hang on. We've got another workout on Thursday or Saturday. We've got another swing at it and then there's a long run and then we've, you know, it's, it's not over. We've just got to keep looking forward and, you know, respecting that things just won't always go your way and your body won't cooperate all the time, or your mind won't cooperate all the time. So yeah, that's, that's a big thing for me this year. And it's something I'll keep drumming in to my athletes next year. And I'll probably get sick of me saying it. I
0: oh, know, but it's true though. Um, you know, in it funny, like, it's it's the boring things you know the people mm. that do the boring things the best tend to have the most success don't they mm.
2: um
0: it's not you know it's it's not the glamorous stuff i mean obviously the glamorous stuff's the things that gets the most attention but you know the old, the old iceberg mate it's all about the things that people don't say it and it's mm. the majority of you know running isn't you know for the most part it's a, it's quite an unglamorous sport so um yeah No, it's good. I like that. We've had a few others there, mate. Who do you you want to kick
1: off with next? Uh, We had Soph. So Soph, uh, busy with Mabel tonight, couldn't be on the show. We did get her to shoot in her, yeah, I guess a learning of hers. And her one is around how athletes probably don't seem to learn from and we know such. So. she will call Yeah, she is straight as an arrow <laughs> she will <laughs> you won't dance around this and she's talking about yeah how athletes don't learn from injury setbacks and mistakes uh, she said I mean it's part and parcel of the runner's mindset I get that but rushing back to make the same mistakes and then question why it's happening um, or question why yeah it's Something that she sees as in the clinic a lot. And she's seeing it it um, you know, she sees it across the board when she's coaching runners and that um we are stubborn, runners are stubborn. Um, but it's yeah, it's a it's a real challenge for a lot of runners that she yeah, that we all work with, I think, and 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 she's sort of reflecting upon that is that yeah, it's um it's something that you really have to strip back and understand why am i getting injured and there is advice in place and there is protocols to kind of prevent this happening mm. future. i think where people do get injured you know and it is from overuse of
0: course you need to make changes i mean mm-hmm. you're not unlucky if you get an overuse injury it's kind of you know if you just let it heal and then go back to doing exactly the same things i'd i'd be surprised if it didn't happen again mm. <laughs> like, like it's yeah so i can totally understand where so coming from from there particularly when i guess her day-to-day job is literally treating people who for the most part have suffered an overuse injury and they're paying her to get advice to not have
1: that happen to them again so mm. um yeah, could definitely. But I I, I can. It. Yeah, oh, look, and I I've, look. I'll, I'll put my hand up and say I've been guilty of this in the past, and you know we we will play tricks of their mind, and we'll pretend that well, oh well, I did I did too many K's, but I got broken, and but maybe it wasn't just that thing I was doing. Maybe it was just you know I just need to change this slight thing, and it's like what actually what you were doing was it's gonna happen again, but we go back and we do it, you know, and was that Einstein? The um, (laughs) the insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting, uh, then expecting different results. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's in one, in some respects as runners, it's a rite of passage to get injured and like you push yourself and then you go, Hmm. Gone too far here. What have I done wrong? I've got to work with my coach. I've got to understand what happened. And then there's two ways you go. Do you you go, well, you know what?
2: Uh,
1: Yeah, I'm still going to maybe just continue to do what I was doing and maybe just dial it back a slight bit. And then it happens again. And you're like, well, maybe I should have listened. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's a hard. I mean, and this whole thing about, yeah, being stubborn and being a runner, it's like, well, a real paradox isn't it because we, we're we're sort of in some respects we're going to sessions we're trying to push through pain and mm. we're trying to push our bodies and it's like well, well you know why should why don't i just run easier on those like i'm running too hard but like hang on but i should be pushing harder because you know isn't that going to get me to grow and be fitter and learn to push through the pain barrier but there's a time and a place for it yeah it's a good one from Soph.
2: Mm.
0: No, always, always lots of wisdom from soap. and we've got some wisdom from Brady as well, mate. Um, Brady's given us a few sort of few thoughts. Um, so the first one he's, he sort of led off with is that communication's never been so important. As everyone's busy, um, mm. you know, social media, um, life can be pretty overwhelming. Life stress, work, and just always being on, yeah, as well. So that communication, where you know, just trying to um i guess keep in touch with your athlete and sort of see how they're doing and and that's super critical um because yeah you sort of leave that too long things can spiral out of control
1: and you don't tend to find out until it's too late Mm. yeah and like you know i think he's touched on a little bit there with social media and how overwhelming i mean it being on you know it's like i know we've emails on your phone now and notifications and so many apps and so many like you're expected to just have this yeah this automatic response you know if someone sends you a message and you don't respond in three hours they will think they'll send out the ses like it's you know we just don't have um our the boundaries in place and that can mm-hmm. be yeah it's I don't know, it can be overwhelming for a lot of people. And we've talked about Strava a few times and maybe the pressures of social media and pressures of comparison theory. And that's something, yeah, I think there is, you know, communicating to say to someone, hey, I'm, you know what, I'm, you know, I need a bit of a break. I need to, you know, let them know that, hey, there's a bit going on. I just need to, need to chill out or I just need to run easy is, 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 it's so important that you've got those lines of communication open
2: yeah for sure
1: and it's also got
0: less is usually more when you're three to six weeks out from a major race as the life stress needs to be factored in when walking that line so Mm. it's almost like you just want to err on the side of caution and make sure that you can absorb the work that you're doing rather than um, i guess push yourself too hard risk an injury or at worst, you know, burn yourself out and leave yourself susceptible to a virus or something like that in the lead up to a race.
1: Yeah, 100%. Oh, you you know, going close to the fire, you know, you, you touch the flame and you just, yeah, you, know, you do those sessions and you touch a little bit too much and you think, oh, I'm getting, getting close here. And then all of a sudden you've jumped in and you, you're on fire. Like it's, you've got to be, yeah, That's it comes back to communication, absolutely. But I know, yeah, we try and just squeezing everything out when you've got you know that three to you know three weeks out. It's like, well, no, oh, you're not going to get any fitter. Like, no, like you know, your, just... your work's done by then, mm.
0: which probably leads to the next point that he's made. So, you know, be consistent for the three months leading up to your race, and you'll be fine. Mm. Um, you know, he's sort of given an example there that you know, if he does you know, two sessions a week. So say um, a bit of a longer workout on a Tuesday and then a shorter but quicker workout on Friday and then a Sunday long run with easy jogging around it and you'll run well. Now the basic stuff like sleep, exercise and diet and you'll be doing pretty well. Um, And then he's got um, forget (laughs) life (laughs) hacks. Which, you know, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's something that um, when James has come on, he's talking Mm. about recovery. It's sleep sleep's the most important thing get your diet right and then you know the exercise looks after itself and i think as athletes we often prioritize the exercise and that's sort of number one to us and we sort of neglect all these other areas
1: Mm. but um yeah the basic stuff sleep absolutely (laughs) and yeah not overcomplicating things and you know it's it's free to go to bed early like you Mm -hmm. don't need to pay for a massage gun or whatever you can just go and sleep and you can get up and but there's a lot you can do that are that are basic things that you can focus on and that can that can have dramatic improvements and yeah i do like the fiat life hacks because you know no one's reading an article and going on the buzz website or something you know 10 10 hacks to run a faster marathon like it's just there isn't a hack it's just uh, yeah and this is, you know, social media has, you know, the internet, and there's been a lot of fantastic things that that has come from social media and communities, and you know, our our, our whole business is built online. <laughs> That's right. it. Yeah, coaching is 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 nothing without that opportunity to communicate online. But there is also a lot of people out there that are almost pushing this mindset of like, you need to be, you need to do these three things that'll get you fit or these you know this will this is a thing will change your life and have a cold shower and then that'll do like i mean there's there's a lot to there's a lot more to it than just doing one or one or two things that you've seen on um on tiktok or uh, no that's right (laughs) (laughs) yeah you can't
0: um it doesn't matter how many ice bars you have. It's, it's not going to help you run a faster 5K if you're not doing the work or getting the, yeah. or the right amount of recovery in. So, you know, I don't care how flash a set of NormaTech boots that you got for Christmas unless you're doing the work. Um, there's no point having them. So, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: mattress from down in God's country. Oh, um, lay it on
0: me because this is getting, I'm looking forward to mattresses insights.
1: Well, the great man has. Well, the first one of the parts, and we're going to go to it first because it hits me pretty strongly. Because when I ran with him down, at his down from his pad. I noticed why he's been telling me up in the few races we've had is that uh, he's talking about the importance of the hilly long run. Mm-hmm. He's in a, a great spot for that, and yeah, he says he can easily get caught up with marathon specific sessions in long runs, but the strength benefits from getting it over the hills, working strong up them and pulling back on the down and the flats is huge. And yeah, he's, I mean, he's been a big advocate. Uh, There's a statue up at Fernie Creek of him because he used to (laughs) be up there every Sunday, knocking out two plus, two and a half hours with, uh, with Dano and the crew. And he's now down in uh, God's country down in the peninsula and rolling some long hills, Loves a hilly long run. He's super strong on them. So yeah, he's his big thing. I guess he's instilling with his athletes and where it's possible is to get over on the hills and and use that long run. And yeah, probably don't you don't need to be don't have to sort of be hell bent on these four by five ks and all these big sort of marathon workouts that you see maybe that you see the see people do on Strava. You know, maybe just get over some hills and you'll get strong. And
2: did he have something else there? Um... I think mean, um, also,
0: yeah, one of the notes I, I saw that he's put in was similar to Brady and just mm. the importance of communication. Yeah, um, to- yeah, it just really guides the tr- you know the training that that goes in. So you know, it just helps you understand life stress, how they're adapting to what's happening, you know, their need for but it needs to be extra recovery or, you know, things need to be modified just, yeah, without that communication. It's kind of, yeah, it's no better than just
1: a generic plan.
0: So,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's, look, everyone's different. We've got a prod. Some athletes, I've got a prod for info. I've mm-hmm. got uh, a prod for feedback. And and often it's um, somewhat, some athletes won't, They'll tell you when it's not going well, but they won't also they won't tell you when I'm going well. Like it's almost like oh I won't pump myself up because that just you know I shouldn't do that. I should only say when something is wrong or when I'm yeah. not feeling good. It's like I, I want to hear all sides of it, and I think that communication helps. Um, and it's yeah, it's, it's it's you know I think as running sometimes we are probably do. Don't sort of step back and say, hey, I'm actually going really well here. I'm enjoying it. I'm feeling good. Otherwise, you sort of step in when you're feeling average. So, yeah, I like that one for Mattress. Yeah, and one more from Josho
0: uh, this week. So um, this is good. So, Josh, you know, the marathon continues to be the hardest distance or event to get an athlete up for that perfect performance yeah um just so many things in the lead up to try and get an athlete into that or to have that breakthrough performance get um josh you know he feels that it's the lowest percentage of any of the events to try and nail um which i guess is what makes (laughs) makes the marathon such a beast and my athletes just want to keep coming back to try and really nail it Mm. Um, you know we're stubborn and, and determined as runners, So, um, you know, we all, we all want to run that perfect marathon and tick that box, but there's just so many factors that go into it where, you know, Josh has mentioned, you got to take into the, you know, the, the athlete's history, the consistency of their training block, um, the taper, even like their nutrition in the, in race week and the day of conditions. I mean, you can have everything go perfect. And then all of a sudden it's 25 degrees at 630 in the morning and, you know, all, all your training goes out the window. Because you have to come up with a new race strategy. But then you know you've got your pacing, course, all these sorts of things, where um, you know it can just lead to the potential time that you want to run just not being possible. So um, you know, quite a lot of people just come back and they're not necessarily completely fulfilled um, mm-hmm. with their marathon, and they just want they want more. They want to come back and give it another crack, and they just don't like it's so hard just to try and nail. So
1: yeah, yeah, I mean. It's, you know, and this is coming from a 217 man and it's coming mm. from a guy who who didn't just run 217 straight off the bat. You know, he went through the process of going through a number of marathons that didn't go his way and didn't, you know, he had to adapt and change and and look at, yeah, and go through that, those feelings of how, you know, what it's like to have a tough day and to bounce back and to get the fire in the belly off the back of that. And I think, It almost sort of leads us to, and I'm probably going to run with that you'll be on the same page here, Chris. So is that our, our sort of day of the year or event that for me in particular was just a, an amazing day to be a part of as from a coaching and a run to BB standpoint was the Melbourne Marathon Day. Mm where we had oh, i think it was 80 plus across the 5k oh, across yeah the 10 and half the mara and we saw so many people debut and PV and get to the line after you know covid interruptions or just finally tick the box you know get out there and it was a it just felt like a really big build up I know we had a big presence I know you were out there that made it really special uh, I know and I had a different perspective for the for the first time in a long time getting on a bike and seeing people out there that we coached or been associated with in the heat of the battle and you know at various parts of the course and personally I had a number of my athletes PV, and that was just you know super satisfying because I'd seen the amount of work that had gone in, you know, from, I won't go into individual names, but it was, yeah, it was a huge day of, yeah, from and across the half and, you know, into the 10, and just that combination of a lot of hard work and seeing people get it right on the day. Oh, mate, couldn't agree more. Um, Melbourne was a very special day
0: just to, you know, see the community get out there and, you know, get the support. Not only from those that were that were out there running, but on the sides of the on the sides of the road as well. And um yeah, I mean the Australian that you know the weather for the for the race was perfect as well. And yeah, it was just so many people had a, a really memorable
1: experience that day. It was it was amazing. And and you know, even back to Josh's point, and you know, some just became a marathoner for the first time or some got the pb some learned lessons you know we had Mm. a number that you know we talk about pbs and you know the massive chunks they took off their time but some some people you know unfortunately they had to pull out you know there was an Mm. it was an issue on the issue on the day or they had gut issues but carried on and got through but now they learn okay i need to look at nutrition the next time around and yeah, so many stories from that, and I know next year when we go back to to Gold Coast and you know Sydney's building as a you know it's that built world major bid, there'll be a lot of people heading to that. Melbourne with Canberra in April, you know the marathons. Yes, they're just they're another beast of a of a build up, and yeah. that there's just there's just something that is yeah it's just magical about seeing an athlete go through that process of. Yeah, getting to the line and and nailing it on the day and we know how hard it is. Oh, exactly. And especially knowing how
0: much work's gone into it, just to even get on the start line. I mean, that's an achievement in itself. And for
1: it's all coming together again on the day during the race, it's pretty special. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Good stuff. I remember we'll have a couple more that we didn't get a chance to reflect on. A couple more coaches have um, sent some stuff in. We might tap into that next week because we're in the new year, so it'll still be pretty relevant. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we go, mate, quick one. Hero of the week, we had this one come across the desk, Jerry Neng, who is coached by Isaac Hockey. And Jerry's got a, a bit of a rival podcast. or We're, we're friends, I think. It's uh, it's Jerry and Friends is his podcast. So he yeah, has okay. a number of guests on there. He touches on running and studies. Um, he's only just 18, so... Jezah joined run to be bean. He's coached by uh, he's a Melbourne Uni athlete and he's coached by Isaac. And Isaac's obviously a bit of a track beast. And we just I was saw on the live stream so Vic Myler's final meet before Christmas had the eights and the 15s, And Jerry was going around the fifteen and he managed to snag a big PV running four eighteen. He'd taken his fifteen now from uh, was. Previously 4.30, it's now down to 4.18. His 5K he has gone down to 17.07. That was at the Collingwood Classic. Previously yeah. it was 19.01. So he just demolished that. On the track of the 10K, he was a 10.32 guy. He's now a 9.41. As mentioned, he's 15. He's down to 4.18. And he's 800 down to 2.07. So big, big year from, from Jerry. And I think... Yeah, I'm excited to see what he's going to do over um 2023, and we we'll might see a bit more of it cross country. I know you met him in the uh, in Bandura in the car park, mate.
0: Yes, we did have it. mate. I remember
1: that day down at the car park, and you had to quickly whisk him away because so that he could actually get to
0: work. I mean, that's the quickest um, dash across the city that you've ever made in your life, and um, you yeah. Your speed, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, nah, Jerry, Jerry's a young, lovely young kid, so yeah, I mean, look very impressive. Um, range of pbs there it's pretty exciting seeing how quick he is over that 8 and 15 because you know you know he's sort of running those times there as he starts to get a bit stronger in his body um, those times over 3k and 5k going to come down even further so i'll bet isaac's very excited to be working with jerry and seeing those times um, come through yeah
1: very cool partnership to see and yeah looking forward to just seeing him in the uh, in the sash at XCR, mate. I might see the back of him at Gels Relay. Maybe maybe we can get a gig on his podcast. Yeah, it's, I, I I have been on there. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Yeah, I did do a, a little clip for, uh, but I reckon you you're up next, mate. I think you can. The the way he jumped you in the car park and uh, to chat nearly missed his shift. I think. Yeah, he was he was
0: willing to come in late to um to talk about a little bit about better with running. So you know maybe we can get
1: him on. Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely put that in the 2023 calendar. <laughs> Actually, uh, well, well, we'll mention Kiwi Steve, but we'll, we'll give him another plug because at that Milers meet that we saw Jerry take down his PV, Oh uh, man, uh, Kiwi Steve had a lot of self talk going on in that 1500 because he yeah. talked his way into a 353. So he ran Whoa. a big PV.
3: 949,
1: they ran it. I, it was late. What? I was nearly in bed when I. 949.
0: Uh, I would
1: have
0: been. I would have
1: been. I would have been asleep for at least a good fifteen minutes already by then. <laughs> so yeah, our our man uh, runs uh, better with running his own um, Kiwi Steve three fifty three for big PV, and Naomi, his uh, beautiful wa- uh, partner, sent me through a um, picture of him enjoying an ice cream Sunday from um, from Macca's after. <laughs> Celebrating with style, um love that. Well, that was oh. the only thing open. He didn't get to go yeah. to his or these uh, fancy places. So yeah, that's all right. Well,
0: he could have still. I'm, I'm sure if he had a pack of gummy bears or something in the car, he could have dropped a few <laughs> into the Sunday and um, you know just made it a bit of a treat. But no, good to see.
1: We've had a few people send in photos and, and and said, "Oh, is this the the hokey pokey or whatever <laughs> it was going on about?" um the, the ice cream uh, that uh, Kiwi was talking about, but um, yeah, we're so still waiting he, to get the official one.
0: If he listens to this episode and hears that you've just called it hokey pokey, I reckon he's just thrown <laughs> his phone across the living room. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> uh would be uh, the first time he's got annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I, I look forward to some of the um, some of his comments in your Strava feed again this week. <laughs>
1: Uh well mate, we've uh that's it for 2023. 22. 22. <laughs> we've, that was jumped a quick up, year. we've jumped the gun, mate. There's so many <laughs> highlights
0: to talk about. I uh, can't believe it's um it's flown by, but um, no, talking about last not episode, what day it is. <laughs> no, well, last episode for, for 2022, and I think this year we've put together uh oh, something like close to 45 episodes. So um, mm. mate, I just wanted to say. Thank you for all the hard work that you do. It probably sounds like we're patting each other on the back a little (laughs) bit um, and no one needs to hear this, but um, this podcast literally would not happen at all without all the work that you do um, in terms of putting all the notes together, organising the interviews, um, you know, essentially creating all the content. And, you know, for me, all I do is turn up and dial in at the time that you tell me to be here. I think that's about as much effort as I put in. So, I think it's it's amazing what you do, and it's a really cool value add for our community, particularly our run to pb family, where you know, they get to a chance to ask some questions and hear hear about some of the athletes in our group and what they're doing. And you know, it's pretty cool. You know, someone like you know, we get to chat to Karma tonight and um, you know, share those sorts of stories, um, you know, with the community. And it's made it's because of the work that you do. So. Thanks for all that you do, mate. And hopefully we can, uh, we can keep this show going um, throughout next year as well and keep having some fun. And look, for me, it's, it's a good personal catch-up time because, um, yeah, we get to catch up for a couple of hours every Wednesday and I absolutely love it. So,
1: yeah, yeah thanks, thanks, mate. I, I enjoy Very it. kind, mate. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll cut that out because you're going too far pumping the tide. <laughs> <out there. laughs> <laughs> Try oh. to get a pay rise there, mate. <laughs> oh, well, mate, even if you double what I'm getting at, moment i'm still getting zero for the podcast so <laughs> <laughs> nah but i i do appreciate you jumping on mate and um i know a lot of the listeners get a value from from having your perspective and me just rattling on um yeah it wouldn't be the same without you mate and um i'm enjoying you know i'm excited for the next year you know i know we've got some exciting things in the pipeline and we're going to keep trying to try to just give as enough variety and you know obviously Try and offer our insights and some perspectives, but also yeah, provide some entertainment, some some interviews with people, not just elite runners. Uh, we want to hear more from our community, and just yeah, and just we we obviously both are so passionate about running, and you know, life's better with running. That's what we name the podcast, and that's mm. what we're about. So I think yeah, we'll just keep plugging away, mate, and um, you know, what do they say? Keep showing up. No, that's
0: it. <laughs> keep keep showing up and and hopefully showing out but um no nah, and also i while she's not here and can't deflect yeah. any praise i think we should also give it a big shout out and a thank you to to soph as well um you know yeah. Soph's obviously got a, a very busy life and we can't get her on every week and we'd absolutely love to if we could but just the effort she goes to to, to help out with content and answer questions and then and then when she comes on the show i think um. yeah they're probably our most listened to episodes mm. for the year when, when we've got So. so you know she's That's a fair. she's a legend and we we absolutely love the effort that she goes to to, to come on and, and hang out with us as well mate
1: definitely yeah no absolutely and we we get the benefits of you know someone smart being on the show and the mm. IQ average IQ goes up when Soph's on so it's always <laughs> a pleasure and James Stelt we should probably reflect on James and kiwi steve who are, have been great guests who've been regulars and we'll get them back mm. on next year they've been fantastic and and obviously the whole community and the listeners i know we had some really nice feedback and people sending through some things about us being in there which we were quite humbled by to be honest that <laughs> they were throwing us in their top you know spotify listens and, and all the rest of it it's like jeez i must be uh
0: must be battling for content <laughs> yeah no that was a bit humbling um to see that sort of stuff you think oh wow now they've either they've only listened to a couple of podcasts <laughs> for the year and uh, it just happened to be ours or, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, but no, it was, it was pretty cool seeing that mm-hmm. and you sort of think, well, wow, you know, people do actually listen to this outside of our, our close family and friends. So, um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and even then, I think probably some of those have switched off from time to time, but no, it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, hopefully we can, we can keep doing this. I know you've got a few exciting things in the, in the pipeline
1: for next year and, um, yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Bring it on, mate. But um, it's probably fitting with our world record chat that we we bring up from time to time and probably um, potentially divide listeners who either <laughs> turn it up or just turn off when we usually bring up a random record from Canadian Running Magazine. But <laughs> we've actually got uh, a legitimate Guinness World uh, record holder that we caught up with earlier, with Icana. So I think... The listeners will really enjoy this chat. It was great fun. And yeah, I think we should cut to that to uh, end the show, mate. No, let's do it. Unless you've been living under a rock or not listening to Better With Running podcasts, uh, you will know our next guest. And hopefully you've been following along this epic journey. So Akana Murray-Bartlett, Began her journey on August 20, 2022 in Cape York and is bound for Port Melbourne, targeting around mid-Jan. So when she gets to Port Melbourne, she will have completed 155 marathons in a row. Right now, she is, well, she's going to tell us where she is if we're not actually sure, but um, welcome back to the show, our very own Guinness World Record holder for the most consecutive marathons by a female. Uh, Kana, welcome to the show.
3: Hello again. Thanks for having me back. Exciting I'm still to running. Have you, back. you are. <laughs> we weren't sure the first time around, were we?
1: <laughs> oh, It's been just a roller coaster and that's just been us watching on Strava <laughs> and watching on, you know, your updates on social. So it's been, um, and now you're in where are you yeah. actually? Yeah, yeah, tell us yeah. yeah.
3: So I'm sure the scenery is giving it away in the background. It's um, this is Sunny Holbrook. Um, so I am. Where is that? Maybe an hour's north of Albury, or just under forty-five minutes north of Albury, Wodonga. Um, so the plan is, um, technically to run kind of towards Holbrook tomorrow, and then south of Holbrook into Albury the day after um it's getting different terrain here it's it's yeah long um dry hot roads um yeah not a lot of greenery just a lot of a lot of sunburnt grass that's for sure
1: Nice. Uh, and yeah, just you can hear in the background some birds, are sitting out on a yes. camping chair.
3: <laughs> <laughs> There's a storm rolling through, I think. So if I do get blown away, you'll probably hear it. Um, I need this cool change, though. I've been waiting for it. Um, yeah, we've been camping quite bush lately, um, mostly because that's where the good running is. Really, that's as simple as it is. And yeah, where the beautiful places are.
0: So 131 days now, mate. And you're absolutely—you've obliterated the world records. I think that was at 107, and you're you're pushing for 155. Have you sort of, has there been um, any inkling along the way? You thought, oh, why not? I might, I might round up to 160.
3: No, well, there's well, been none. I'm thinking 200. of pulling it a- <laughs> You know, actually right before Christmas was the opposite. I was cursing myself for thinking that why would I say that number? I could have said 120. I would have been finished before Christmas. No one would have thought it like everyone would have thought it would have been an amazing achievement. Um, but because I've told everyone that's, you know, 150 plus, you know, you can't stop at 120. No one will, <laughs> no one will think you did a good job. They'll all see it as a failure. So um, yeah, I ran through Christmas day and I'll run through New Year's and, and keep on going. Um, but no, the body's feeling surprisingly good in terms of injuries. Um, no injuries or, or things that are physically holding me back. It's just now the actual fatigue is is something I've never experienced before. So just the sore feet um day in and day out, you know, just even walking around. Now my feet are very sensitive. They don't want to be on the ground. Um, where I was okay for the first kind of up until about 107 to do things in the afternoons. I'm now just trying to sleep as much as I can. I've had to turn back everything and just try and get through it. It's a, it's Mm. yeah, it's next level at this point. Just trying to get through the runs is my only priority at the moment.
1: So has your morning routine changed in terms of how, um, how you get yourself up and going for the runs? Like are you doing anything different than when you say you did yeah previous hundred on
3: (laughs) um (laughs) not really no it's all very much the same i do adjust it if it's so i got cooler for a while specifically through sydney and new south wales it was cool enough i didn't have to leave at dawn i could get up Mm. And that sleep really did wonders for me. I mean, shout out to everyone on the Gold Coast. They have an incredible yeah. running community. But they start their runs at 5 a.m. I mean, <laughs> like, oh, Not man. a fan. You, nah, you, you, you wouldn't get a Melbourneian to that run ever. Like, No. <laughs> and you wouldn't I even have get Chris
1: there. Yeah. No,
0: five, 5 o'clock I'm partial too. We just don't do before, whereas Zach, Zach is, yeah,
1: mate. I'm an yeah. Arvo runner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it was absolutely destroying me because I was so torn because I'm, I'm trying to make this, you know, community event where I run with as many people as possible. But I thought, oh, man, but can we just start at six? Yeah. <laughs> six. <laughs> yeah. uh, but out here, it's a bit different. Um, it's, it's quite hot now. So, yeah, going back to, to super early um, just to try and beat the heat and mm. just jump in a pool as early as I can at the moment. Um, yeah. Anything I can do to get through at this point. Oh, yeah. Because even
1: if you're starting at six, yeah, you, you're running it into 10 o'clock.
3: Easily, 10, yeah. 10 or 10.30 even. Today was 10.30 mm. um, and it's spicy by that point.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what are you doing in terms of hydration? Has that changed throughout the journey? Is it getting warmer?
3: It has. I mean, I'm drinking more coconut water than ever before. I find it really <laughs> helpful. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a natural hydration. Yeah, um, yeah. And I find as well when I just conveniently if I take cans I can crush them down and they're light to carry out so I don't Mm. know I've just found that easier than than bottles but um yeah I I've been lucky with I've been running through places you know I've just come through both Sydney and Canberra there's a lot of I guess like bubblers and and water fountains Mm. so I haven't had to carry as much with me but now that I'm back out in the bush yeah the first half of my run is heavier than the second half of my run that's for sure (laughs) but heaps like I'll take with me 1.5 1.5 to 2 liters of water and i'll need to refill that at yeah. 30 kilometers yeah
1: tell us about going through the cities because i know we chatted and you were in queensland and you were going through rainforests and you were doing mm-hmm. you know a lot of picturesque uh running and then i guess you hit highways and then into into metropole like right into the depth of the cities How has that been for you
3: that has been different to what I expected. I expected cities to be a chance almost to refuel and to get a massage and to do all those things that I thought would be beneficial for my recovery. And that were the exact opposite. They were busy. They <laughs> were full of, um, you know, people wanting to get around it. And I'm super grateful mm-hmm. for that. It's, 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 it was almost better in a, you know, a different, in a better sense. Um, you know, Canberra on boxing day, I put a shout out and had a big group of people that came for pretty much the entire marathon with me. Um, so they take a lot of. They're very fun. They're very high energy. Mm. Um, yeah, lot, lots of things happen. So yeah, I mean, what am I now? 131 days, and I've had three three massages, which was not wow. to be expected. I planned <laughs> one a week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got a massage gun. I do. Yeah, I yeah. do. I do. Sometimes yeah, yeah. I use it. It's not the same though, is it? As a proper yeah. no, no. remedial. It doesn't. So, it, and also, um. Yeah, I, I was stretching when I saw you last, right up north, when we, we spoke last, almost every day. And then mm. I dove into sort of the rainforest and you couldn't stretch anymore because you'd lay out your mat and you'd hit zzzz, and then you'd get oh. bitten on the leg by a mozzie yeah, and then yeah, you'd yeah. hit zzzz and then there'd be midges <laughs> and then there'd be, you know, literally every insect under the sun. I got, you know, so I'd be all swollen and scratched. So I
2: yeah.
0: had to
3: give even stretching up for a little while. So I've been just hanging on.
0: <laughs> mm. So you got a question? Yeah, so like Christmas Days obviously just rolled around. Was it was that sort of one of those days where you just thought, oh no, nah, like I'd just rather have a sleep, open some presents, and just celebrate a little bit? Or <laughs> did it just sort of come and go and just feel like any other day for you?
3: It did. It just came and went. I mean, I was really Nervous leading into Christmas, I was a bit worried that um you know being away from friends and family would be quite hard. um We did make it a lot of fun. I went out and dressed up in a, in a Santa suit, and that definitely got everyone else that was out and about um all fired up. Which I think because of that made it fun. Um, I tried to keep it as festive as possible, um and you ended up the whole
1: spe- Mara in the in the Santa suit.
3: Oh, I did a fair bit of it. It was a it was it was a summer <laughs> Christmas suit. It had like short oh, wow. sleeves, and, yeah. <laughs> I took the beard off I'll be honest yeah um no it um yeah probably I'd say 30 30ks 30 but yeah I tried to keep it as festive as possible I mean for me I you know I didn't want to take a break I didn't need to other than it was a holiday um yeah. so no I mean yeah it's all good but I think yeah I think New Year's will be an easy one um and then and then it's all eyes on the finish line at this point which will be I think January sixteenth at this point, in you know, um and it's not before Melbourne anymore. I've changed it. It's going to be the Pillars of Wisdom at the Botanic. Oh, Park.
1: huge! Yeah, iconic uh, spot, running spot in Melbourne, the Tan. So
3: totally, That'd and it means huge. I can do it. Means I can do a lap of the Tan. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How yeah, good's
1: Anderson Street going to feel off the back of 155 marathons?
3: <laughs> yeah. And That's everyone's, brutal, I'm going to want to walk it. And everyone's yeah. going to be like, but you're the running girl. Yeah. <laughs> it, come oh on, God. legs up,
1: legs up. <laughs> oh, a segment. Go have a crack at a segment around there while, while you're there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know the times around there. I'm not taking any of those segments.
1: <laughs> hey, um, we have a. a a segment on here which uh, one of our regular guests Kiwi Steve he's known as he's the expert in sports psychology and the other week he was talking about um self-talk and how you you know how you manage that in a race and training and we we took a lot away from it myself and Chris and a lot of the listeners and i guess for you who's doing so many marathons day in day out how dark mentally has it got in some of these runs and how much have you used of self-talk and what are some of the things that you've learned along the way?
3: Yeah. It's really interesting. I find, um, I find it comes and goes. I find speaking of group runs, I get a little bit more nervous approaching them because I can't control. I don't feel like I can control the pace as much. And, you know, you can kind of get caught up in a crowd as I do. And, you know, I can run a lot faster than I do run out here. And sometimes I'm nervous that when I get caught up in a crowd, I'll go a little bit too quicker and accidentally, you know, cook myself for the next day and the next day. Um, mm. But having a crowd around you mentally is a lot easier. So I find those runs go the fastest, infinitely faster than when I'm out on my own. And it's really interesting to watch when everyone fades away, how quickly it gets hard and dark.
2: Yeah.
3: Um. It's it's the it's the runs like um tomorrow out in you know the middle of on a back road outside Holbrook, you know, 15 20 k's where. <laughs> And it's hot and windy. And that's when I've definitely challenged myself. Um, to be honest, I think it is getting a little bit easier. I think I'm learning now. I've gone through almost every dark thought that I now know that there is an end to them, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But when they were quite dark, yeah, I, I would, I have little tricks up my sleeve. I would call a friend or I would break mm. the goal down into smaller goals um, or, you know, give myself a reward in five kilometers. I'll, yeah a cliff bar in five kilometers i'll mm. allow myself to you know read some messages on instagram or social mm. media just to you know to interact and feel like i'm not out here on my own for so long mm. but i think everyone's got their own way of dealing with it i mean what i'm out here doing is slightly different to that you know last 10 k's of a race marathon where your body is hurting all over, but you mm. know, like you just got to give it all. Like I, I can sometimes I have to be careful of giving it all every day um, yeah. because I always yeah, yeah. have to think of the next day and the next day. So it's been a very big shift for me mentally because I'm used to running faster. And so when my splits slow down, it's almost this mental kind of, Oh, mm. you're running poorly or you're not running well. So yeah, the whole reframe has had to shift over here. Um, so I almost feel like I would sit in almost like an ultra runner marathon, like basket now than I would Mm. the road running. And then, you know, it's very, it's good to have seen both insights to how people deal with distance, I think.
1: Mm. And it's almost like, you know, if you're at 130, it's like, are you at 32 K of a marathon now? You know, knowing that you're getting closer to the, to the end, but you still can't, you can't throw it all out there now because you still got to get through to that imagine when you get towards Melbourne, it's like, oh, I'm getting so close. It's going to be, yeah, it's just going to get harder and harder. Um,
3: I'm wondering if I just try and do the last one as fast as I can and yeah. just see what happens. Like try and drop a sub three hour. Yeah,
1: yeah, just, just, just really hit the wall.
3: <laughs> yeah, it won't make the after party very fun. <laughs> but I am excited to start running fast again. I have um entered some some road road marathons in 2023 to give myself. <laughs> that goal to go fast, you know, yeah. not many, not a, not, not a yeah, not yeah. hundred of them, just one or two. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Oh dear. Mm. But it's been, it's been incredible. I'd love to see you both in Melbourne come for come for a job. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, locked me in for sure. Tan, I, I can definitely um, look, I'm, I'm not going to complain. If you say it's a morning run, I'll get there and I'll do a morning <laughs> it's run. It's not, it's
3: not, <laughs> it's not. So it, I landed on a Monday, I landed on a Monday and so everyone's going to be at work. So, I mean, I'm, hoping that the weather is not too hot because i'm going to start at 1 30 and finish yeah. at six so it'll be i'm oh, aiming cool. four and a half hours just because i'm expecting to be slowed down and stopped yeah. but yeah so finishing at six so it will be it Earthy. will be the after work the oh, o'clock. our usual
1: monday run you know five o'clock we we'll usually start the corner so we'll just we'll just tap on <laughs> <laughs> um, come
3: do a segment with me
0: yeah <laughs> so once um, you know january 16 rolls around 155 in the books done world records there's you know and look i'm sure there's going to be a lot of sort of media and attention and all that sort of thing once that dies down what's going to are you gonna take some time for yourself and just recover both physically and mentally for a while
3: I'm in two votes here and I can't decide which one I want to do. There's a small part of me that, yes, in the short term, absolutely I'm going to take some much-needed recovery um, and sleep and just maybe go on a little bit of a, a holiday that's not in a camper trailer, you know, in a, in a <laughs> hotel with a shower. Um, and then I don't know if I should do – a small part of me thinks, oh, man, you should go and do a backyard ultra or, like, a mountain race or UTA or something that would just really, really kind of See if I've actually gone and like got this this engine, or do I want to enter Gold Coast Marathon and absolutely smash myself? Like I don't know which which camp I'm going to sit in. It will be one of the two,
1: and I think what meters.
3: I'll do. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running so slow for 100 now. Yeah, I'm so. That's the exact opposite of me. Um, but no, I'm. I'm not sure, and I think I'll do a few speed sessions, see how my body goes, and then go from there and make a make a call.
0: And nice track, 800.
3: Oh, it sounds. <laughs> I'll take it in another marathon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, now I, I saw your video today on instagram and normally i wouldn't give social media trials a time of day because to be honest they're not worth it but it it pisses me off that there's still like we're talking about the minority of people out here but you've amongst all the, the great things that you're doing you know, you raise money for endangered animals and you know a shitload of money too i might just add um and here you are you're a world record holder physically most people can't even comprehend it but yet there's been the occasional negative comment that's popped up and you made a video about it today (laughs) mate um what's some of the stuff that you just look at and just roll your eyes at and just you know I guess makes you think that there's really just some pretty sad ordinary people still out there
3: it's so funny because I wasn't going to like even give it the time of day as well I thought but at the same time I mean why not just be like yeah you know this is part of anyone that shares anything publicly and even having a podcast you know I'm sure you're getting 99% great comments but the occasional one that just is so unnecessary like we're all just out here trying to be better people and we're trying to better ourselves better you know do something for for a bigger cause and um, just don't be shit you know (laughs) don't be a dickhead (laughs) Mm. and it's so funny because that's just like a small portion of it and you have to you have to laugh it off because at the end of the day these the you know these people probably you know the the, the most of them come from a couple of videos that have gone almost not viral because I wouldn't say mm. it's going viral but have got a lot more I guess views from people that aren't following and they just look at it on a one-off basis mm. put a put a, a very negative comment and then don't follow the actual story so have no context of why it's happening and I'm just like it just blows my mind and and it doesn't, it obviously happens to everyone, but I just think Mm. if we kind of do what we can to shed light on it and go, that's not okay. You know, don't Mm. bring people down, anyone down for whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. Just, just, yeah. Don't be a dickhead.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Good message. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, someone's seeing a basement, you know,
3: (laughs) just just with an anonymous
1: name plugging away and it's like,
3: or like, come and yeah. run with me, like do them yeah. with me. And then if you're like, yeah, this is easy, then that's, that's, that's okay. It's up to your yeah. opinion. You can tell the world, this is easy, but until you're out here next to me in the heat. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's uh, crazy. It's just, but,
3: it's just interesting.
1: But on the more positive side, you've, you've, you mentioned earlier, you linked up with a bunch of crews. Um, Yeah. How's that looked for you Um, in Sydney? Was there the run crew guys I think hooked up? With yeah. Yeah.
3: Benny Saint's a legend. He he goes, yeah, I'll come run with you. I'll come run with you. We'll get a crew together. And then messaged me the night before. was like, look, I'm having a baby, so I might not make it. <laughs> I was oh, like, that, that old that's the Terrible excuse.
1: <laughs> it is true because oh, I've seen the photos. So. Yeah, no, I know, I
3: know, I know, I know. Um, so shout out, congrats to Benny Saint. But um, yeah, yeah he, he the, the the crew in Sydney were probably I would say the um the toughest in the sense that that day was absolutely raining cats and dogs. It was pouring with rain for the whole time and I still mm. had people come out and show love and support. So yeah, on a positive note, it has been unbelievable. The days that I run solo are so rare these days. I'm, I'm often, you know, I've met people from all walks of life come out and join me for as long as I can. People are actually starting to run the full marathon with me too, which is unbelievable really. So it's been, it's been overwhelming. I'm very humbled by it to be honest. Nice.
1: We've got a couple of listener questions that came through our Instagram we're gonna hit you up with. Um, one here is is an interesting handle. Mango smoothie underscore twenty two twenty four. 24. <laughs> Who knows? That could be a <laughs> could be amazing. Anyone? One. <laughs> Someone in a basement, maybe. I don't know. Um, but it is a it is a largely positive one. Um basically, how have you been able to sustain the cost of this? Um, have you had general support or have you had to dig into your own account? I can imagine budgeting is a nightmare uh and then yeah she's uh, says who who pays the fuel the upkeep of the truck the groceries the accommodation it must cost you thousands question yeah
3: it's a really great <laughs> question because i think oh, this is why i love podcasts because i love knowing the gritty detail behind stuff like this and mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's a, it's a few different things. Um, I did, I am like paying for this predominantly on my own. Mm. Um, again, it's just something that I wanted to do. And then obviously all the money I'm raising is going to the charities, the wilderness society yeah. um, in saying that um, I have been given a lot of donated products. So our caravan um, was donated. Well, sorry, it's a camper trailer it was donated by Chuck nice. about and, that's been our accommodation. I mean, it's saying that mm. you have to pay pay caravan fees and, you know, um, but we try and camp in the bush where we can and, and live as cheaply as possible. I've been donated a lot of um, food vouchers by Patty Palin and Market Organics, um, which is helping. Uh, fuel is just myself. Um, mm. Yeah, actually, most of it is just myself. And then a lot of product has, has been supplied too. So oh. my expenses are quite low although the food one's not because i eat so much <laughs> so it's like balanced
1: yeah because you couldn't i don't know how you can budget for that even you know looking planning ahead and then if if, if the, you know something happens along the way and you have to you know keep the up to you know i saw you had issues with your truck or the bike yeah. gets, you know the bike needs to get fixed or something along the way so
3: we didn't budget if we did but we didn't i did an early budget and it was scary so i closed my laptop and just went without (laughs) actually doing one so (laughs) i just kind of do it on the fly um yeah yeah to be honest we do have the probably the one of the most valuable things is we have a beer sponsor young henry's and they (laughs) um they supply beer now i'm not drinking valuable. (laughs) (laughs) valuable because 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 it's not so much i'm drinking it but it's currency in the bush so Oh. If you have a flat tire and someone mm. helps you, you're like, hey, mate, thank you. Here's a six pack. Yeah. Um, or if you need to borrow a phone because you're out of reception and they have a satellite phone and you're not organized enough to have one, you know, it's currency. And so it's been mm. so handy. Having and that it's it. pretty,
1: it's not, yeah, to, a craft beer out in the country yeah. is, um, yeah, that's worth its weight in golf. <laughs>
3: Particularly when it's cold, it's worth a six pack on its own. One can. <laughs> no,
1: nah, thank you for answering that one. You got another one, Crusoe?
0: Yeah, I was gonna say um, recently. So there was an article that popped up. Well, I would have been about three weeks ago from um, GQ magazine in the UK. Did you did you know much about this before it came out? I can No. Were... <laughs> this is this makes it even better than I reckon. So listed, and this is pretty esteemed company. So GQ's fitness heroes <laughs> of twenty twenty two. So we're not just talking like you know people that you may have heard of. So. How does it feel to be held in the same esteemed company as Chris Hemsworth and Serena Williams? You know what? Just just hand in hand, really.
2: I just think
3: that (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? It could have been the best moment of my life. I got sent that article by like as many people as I could, and I didn't know. I didn't know, and I opened it and I read it. And you know when you just your mouth continuously, your jaw just drops a little further every time. I had to lift my jaw up and be like, "What?" <laughs> and then obviously I sent it to everyone I knew.
1: <laughs> oh, that would be that'd just be the only link I have in my bio on the Instagram. <laughs> just that's just straight in the pool room. That one. I can't oh, believe it was they'd... so
3: funny.
0: I can't believe they didn't reach out for any quotes.
3: The most amazing thing is they photoshopped my photo next to Kipchoge and Hemsworth <laughs> as well. I was like, I'm in the photo with
1: them. <laughs> uh, sure, you just send them a few DMs and say, hey, we're all in, the, all in the same, set up a group chat. So we're all in the same <laughs> article. Let's let's have a dinner. Maybe, you um,
3: know, best friends.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Might be able to pop
0: down um, for a lack of a tan. <laughs> well, I have
3: invited them to the 16th, so I've, I've got some free beer young henry's <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's a big young henry's <laughs>
3: <laughs> no i don't know what to say i've got no comment on that except for i'm stoked it's been absolutely the highlight of the trip <laughs> uh,
1: there is a the listening question it's sort of loosely linked to this um from jimmy 12 it says have you heard from ned brockman and has he given you advice about how to handle things post event both physically mentally and also with the media because obviously we've seen ned absolutely blow up off the back of his record run and all the the media attention have you heard from ned or have you had any advice from people in that space
3: yeah so um not really i ran with ned at gold coast before we started and we were Mm. both in that three hour pack um running like so you you know when you're in a pack for someone you kind of chit chat um not since i think to be honest i mean i can't speak for him but looking just what's going on he's he's suffering a few injury um issues that are I think keeping him a little bit preoccupied um there are a big community of us out here though I mean Will um Burnett did a similar run at the same time as Ned unfortunately was a bit you know hidden away but um Mm. did really well I've been very much in contact with him over um how he's he's going um and a few other runners as well and to be honest they're all everyone I speak to that has done something similar is already planning the next thing. They seem (laughs) hooked. It seems to be one Mm. of those things. I think I'm a little bit different. I think I'm going to take a break after this. Um, But yeah, fingers crossed. I don't end up quite as injured as Ned and I can, and I can keep going on my own running journey after this. If not, Mm. it's going to be a little bit different. So yes, up for us. I hope for a speedy recovery for him because what an absolute powerhouse human. Mm.
1: And what about the media side of things and the attention you're going to get off the back of this? Has that come across your mind, you know, when you're running out, the, out on the road and you thought, oh, geez, this is going to, you know, I'm going to potentially be dealing with a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of pressure and a lot of people wanting a piece of me towards the, the back end and when you finish.
3: This is what Kip Tragui and I talk about often. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> when he's yeah. not dealing with his uh no I think it'll be one of those things where I mean I hope that there's a little bit off the back of it because the reason I want it to be as big as possible mm. is for my cause and to raise enough yeah. money for the wilderness society um but I don't think it's like any news right it'll be a, it'll be around for a little bit and then it will blow away so I'm actually just trying to yeah I guess get the story out there as much as I can um to raise as much money because you only have pretty much once it's over you've got this small window of time and then I'm, I'm not going to have it open forever so pretty yeah. much everything I can do for them I will do and then um and then go from there but to be honest I don't know I'm you know mm-hmm. me I'm from Melbourne I'm from yeah. Collingwood Athletics Club I'm like <laughs> I'm just working it out as I go. Yeah, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah,
1: well, there's no there's no playbook <laughs> out there for someone who does 150 marathons. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's probably the question I should ask Ned. I'll reach out and ask him to <laughs> see how how he went. So yeah, <laughs> uh, good questions by the by well, the listeners. These are crackers. Are. yeah
1: yeah. A couple more okay. just from us, I think, left, and then we'll let you get some shut eye.
3: Sounds good,
0: um, mate. AV, cross-country season, can we pencil that in for you, make a few special guest appearances in the black and white top?
3: I think so. I was actually talking about when the year was it 2019 when Collingwood won, won the premiership literally telling that story today Amy Robinson comes around the bend like I was telling it was such I was at the finish line you know the best moment one of the well the second best behind the art uh, the GQC the G, mate what is it QC um,
1: I think it's GQ <laughs> but anyway anyway
3: sorry. sorry I should know this it's the biggest yeah. thing that's ever happened to me um no, I think I think um, I think I'll definitely be there um, unless something drags me overseas or away. I have it, yeah, relatively locked in. I miss it because I've missed 2020 for COVID, 2021 for COVID, and 2022 for this. So I'm raring to go. Um, Got to get that speed in the legs, but I'll be there. And I probably am going to try and get to the cross country championship, uh, world world oh, cross country cool. champs. Yeah, Just yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I don't know if
3: I'll. Doing, yeah, Bathurst. I don't know if I'll compete or just come and get around it, but I can't wait.
1: You'll run up there, won't
3: you? Oh, maybe. I'll do the golden <laughs> ticket. No, I
1: mean it's <laughs> from Melbourne to Bathurst. Oh,
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> mm.
0: uh, just, a, just a three-week holiday, mate, just to get up there.
3: Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't take too long. It's not that far away from where I am now.
0: Not in the scheme of things.
1: Just, Not right, in just, the scheme. <laughs> just, just start heading north.
3: <laughs> <laughs> touch, touch the tan and run back.
1: Here's a serious one for you, Kano. It's uh, w- what makes you so tough? And, and are you scared of anything?
3: Oh, I'm scared of everything. Yeah, I'm scared of lots of things. You know, it's really funny. I, um, I'm i running out here for wildlife and I wasn't scared of wildlife before I started this and now I'm terrified of all of it. So um mm. snakes on the road, which I was never scared of. Um, maybe because I've firstly been immersed in it unlike any other time. So I realized the dangers of being just out on your own. You feel very small and vulnerable when it's just mm. you and no reception and no help and no water and um, I've learned that I'm a very small, which I think I already knew, but it's really a very small thing in a very big universe. Um yeah, so I'm definitely scared of that. Um and I'm scared of now that I've tried to, like now that I've for the first time ever done something that feels bigger than me, um, I realize there's so much more that you can do. And I'm now scared that I'm gonna run out of time to do everything I wanna do, um, which is very big and I know very deep, but um yeah, but I've definitely don't know what makes me tough and I think in some areas I'm very not tough. Um, One thing I had to learn out here was to set boundaries because yeah I think in some senses I got a little bit taken advantage of in areas of this run and how I you know brands and people and Mm. I think that I definitely had to learn to set boundaries out here um, which is probably something I'll take on for the rest of my life and be a lot stronger for. Um, I think I'm tough in running and that's there's a lot of other areas I can learn to be tougher in. So,
1: just on that, was that people requesting you to do things uh, that probably wasn't aligning with your values or?
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. Just asking, yeah, asking me to do things that didn't align with my values or almost, in a sense, asking me to do things that did align with my values, but took my focus away from why I was out here running. And, mm. you know, I'm only one person, so, yeah. you know, I can't also campaign for, say, climate change, which mm. is, I'm sort of am, but you know what I mean? Or yeah. like this and this and this, and it, 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 it was too much. I was almost getting pulled in so many different directions, and I felt really torn because I did want to say yes to all of these things because they're all great causes, but yeah I think and I also had to be really careful of protecting my own image I didn't want to be seen Mm. because I'm very I I really want to just be transparent with 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 who I am and what I'm out here doing so
1: Mm.
3: having yeah I had to be I had to learn to say no to a lot of a lot of things
1: (laughs) because we know you're energetic and you but like and you will and you've said yes to every request we've had to get you on like straight away yep I'll do it and I know you've been on a lot of podcasts a lot of media and it's and it has been, you know, obviously the goal there is to raise awareness, to get the get the funds going into the wilderness society. But yeah, there's a limit to that as well, and there's a, there's only so much mm. bandwidth you've got. So
3: absolutely, and I've definitely said no to probably more than I've said yes to, and that was hard at the start too, because I kept thinking every time I would say no to something, I would feel like I was letting down the cause. Mm. Um, and so I've had to learn, yeah, what, what's going to be beneficial for the cause or if you know for you too it's easy I, I love you both so it was always going to be a yes but um yeah it's definitely it's definitely something I've had to learn um which I think is good I think learning to set boundaries is a good life lesson learning focus and and all of that stuff but it's been really interesting that sometimes the run is the easiest part of the day yeah. you know it's yeah. what I know the most it's mm. what I'm comfortable with it's what excites me and then everything else is just such a different whirlwind yeah. every day
1: I guess you're coming back and it's like, well, what's going to happen for the rest of the day and what do I have yeah. to, to do and deal with?
3: Yeah, Jeez. what's going to break on the trailer? What's going to have to be fixed?
0: <laughs> Speaking of boundaries, mate, I heard a little whisper. You've had some Strava stalkers as well. What's going on there?
3: <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. So I had to come off Strava. I mean, I shouldn't be laughing about it, but um, it's, it's um, yeah, only on Christmas Day just because – I am in a small camper that doesn't have any security. It's just one zip to open, you know, it doesn't, doesn't, it's not a house. Um, And unfortunately Strava, you can forget, I know it hides 200 meters, but when you're on a road, that's
2: Mm.
3: very obviously there's only one campground. Um, So yeah, I just had a few, a few ongoing issues there that um, had been following me along. So temporarily off Strava, but I am still going to share versions of my run on Instagram just where you can't, zoom in or you can't go into the actual map um but i will come back when it's all said and done because i want to <laughs> share the analytics like every you know i'm interested I'm gonna in that ask rating. you yeah yeah where yeah. we're at
1: how many k's you had for the year
3: I'm at well, I, for the year. I'm over 8,000, almost 9,000. But for the run, hang on, quick, I can't do it in the top of my head. Jeez. For the run, I am 131 times 42.2, 5,528.
1: It's <laughs> <That's just laughs> disgusting. Wow. Yeah, it's just very hard to even fathom. It really is. It,
3: yeah, it hurts oh. to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: I know so many people that would just pay for the Strava subscription to get their year in review just for your last 100 <laughs> yeah, yeah, can I have it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> The coolest thing about December was I've done, what have I done, 12K of climbing already. Um, and that's more elevation than I'd done from Cape York to Sydney. So yeah, the, yeah. the rest of Australia was relatively flat. And I've still, I'm heading to Bright after this. I've still got oh. Buffalo, um, Bulla, not Buller, Buffalo. What's the one next to? Uh, awesome, yeah. Um, yeah, so I've got some bigger ones to come, that's for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. get, the, uh, get the elevation going.
3: <laughs> get the legs strong.
1: Yeah. yeah, Anderson Street
0: will be easy by the time you get to there. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm generally going to look up the segment now. I want to see what it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last one. Hall,
3: I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah,
1: Lyndon, you're big listener. She'll be uh, shaking in her boots.
3: <laughs> <laughs> shaking. <laughs>
1: Last one before you go off and uh, do some segment um, scoping. Um, (laughs) Top three things you're looking forward to when you're back in Melbourne and in the one place for the, you know, you can actually. Yeah. You've had a bit one, of time to think about this.
3: <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, because I'm craving all of them. Number, you know, actually, is one is going to the gym. I feel really weak and out of balance and, like, not in sync and my core. Um, so, yeah, I know that's weird because exercise after doing exercise. But, yeah, having a break from running and getting to the gym is what I'm craving. Um, eating food that's not cooked on a small stovetop pan. So, anything that's <laughs> oven baked, I'm definitely craving. <laughs>
2: oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> um, and... Probably not having to cross uh, an unknown amount of time and distance in the middle of the night if I need to go to the bathroom. Just having a bathroom <laughs> in my vicinity <laughs> and just with a flashlight, like what's out there?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah that, yeah. that sounds like those three would be definitely high on the list. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. And maybe having more than, yeah, maybe having a beverage would be nice. I've been, yeah. I've got this beer sponsor and not a tolerance for beer. Yeah.
1: How about just having the day off? Like just having a run and then going, oh, I'd actually have a rest day the next day.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't even think of that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I take it when I've done 80Ks a week and I'm like, oh, I reckon I deserve a rest.
3: (laughs) I'm definitely taking a rest. That next day will be a nothing day. I'm just going to, I mean, hope, I don't know. It probably won't be, I always say this, but um, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait till I get like one rest day. Yeah.
1: yeah. Love it. Uh, you've been fantastic jumping on and giving you some of your time. Do you want to just give us the links or the, where people can follow who may have just tuned in and haven't, haven't actually jumped on board?
3: Absolutely. So, if you are interested in following along on socials, it's Tip to Toe 2022. So, that's Facebook and Instagram. I'm not quite doing TikTok. Um, but yeah, there's also <laughs> the website is Tip to Toe 2022 as well. And if yeah, I am raising money for endangered wildlife. So, yeah, there's a link to donate to the GoFundMe page. We're almost at our goal, um, which is so exciting. Um, oh, fantastic. But hopefully, we blow it out of the park like the Guinness World Record.
1: Yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. As we get to Melbourne, Melbourne has got money. They'll start. <laughs> i hear the
3: price of living the cost of living skyrocketing but yeah if you can
1: <laughs> awesome take care and i think um yeah the next time i reckon it'll be we'll be out for a run and i'll definitely be there and uh um, awesome. yeah it'll be cool to see you charging up anderson street hill
3: awesome awesome yeah we're gonna have some fun photographers and people with cameras there so it's gonna be a bit of a vibe So come down and have a beer
1: it'll be epic
0: Let's see I've seen in GQ
1: UK magazine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Come and stand next to Kip, show you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome. All right, Akana, take care. See ya. Thanks, mate. Bye bye.